Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart bring you glory today. Lord, don't let me say anything that you don't want me to say. But Lord, strengthen our hearts by your word and by your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One of the things I reckon I've struggled with, now it's too high, but I'll stop whinging. <laughs> no, just leave it alone, it's all right. And one of the things that I've struggled with over the years is faith. I always feel like I don't have enough of it. And it's this, seems this intangible thing. Um, but I tell you what, I had an awesome year last year and God just took me on this great journey. I think of just learning that faith's not as intangible as I thought it was and that the most simple of prayers um, can be answered and even the not so simple of prayers can be answered. Um, it's almost 12 months and I had permission to share this story because it's, it's, it's a big story. Um, but it was a normal Tuesday last March I was in the office with Tegan and I received a phone call um, to say that Renee's daughter Jadzia was in a serious car accident and was being flown to John Hunter Hospital. It was so serious that Renee had been asked to bring the family with her. Melissa sent out prayer requests. A lot of you were praying that day. And as I drove Renee, Bailey and Pacey to the hospital up the freeway, it was one of the longest drives I've ever had it seemed to last forever all that was running through my mind was tell the devil no not today no not today over and over in my mind no not today tell the devil no not today the first answer to prayer came when we drove into the John Hunter car park and the surgeon rang to say um, Josie is out of surgery her spleen's been removed we managed to stop the bleeding she should live that was the first answer to prayer. In the following week, when Renee met with a traffic policeman who attended the accident, he said in 30 years of doing his job, he had never seen anyone survive an accident like that. Let that sink in. The policeman said someone must have been looking over her or after her. Renee couldn't help herself. And said that was Jesus. We know it was. Jadzia received multiple fractures, a ruptured spleen and head injuries. And the break in her arm was so severe that one of her nerves, when they tested it, was dead. They said, you'll never get proper movement back in your wrist. I'll also never forget sitting down at Rockets Cafe with Renee and Jadzia only a few months ago with Jadzia doing this with her wrist. Giving glory to God. Hey. Um, that whole story grew my faith amazingly of how gracious God is, how good he is, how he hears and how he answers prayer. And what I want us to do this morning is, I think, be encouraged in our faith. And my first point this morning is this, faith is believing that God exists and responds. That's what faith is. So if you're like me and say, oh, I don't have any faith or I don't have much faith, if you believe God exists today, you have faith. Isn't that good? I want you to be encouraged by that. If you believe that God exists today, you actually have faith. 
You might want him to mind his own business for a while, but if you believe he exists, you have faith. Um, the other part there says that he exists and he responds. And without faith, it says it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think the devil too often convinces us that we don't have any faith or that we don't have enough faith. I love the story of the father whose son had an evil spirit in Mark 9 and the disciples had come and they couldn't cast this spirit out and then Jesus came and, and the father said, because you imagine if you know you had Jesus followers come, if we had the disciples here this morning, we'd have pretty high expectations, I imagine, and that they couldn't set this young man free of something that was afflicting him and causing him all kinds of trouble. And so this man, when Jesus came along, the man said to Jesus, if you can, Jesus' response was, if I, if I can, if I can. Jesus was taken a bit aback by his comment. He said, all things are possible. All things are possible to those who... And what I want you to focus on is the man's next response. He said, I believe, help my unbelief. And I want you to see that today as a prayer of faith. I've prayed that prayer many times. <laughs> I believe, help my unbelief. But I've never seen the phrase, help my unbelief, as a prayer of faith. That, my friends, is a prayer of faith. Help my unbelief. You can pray that as a prayer of faith. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Secondly, this morning, I want to move from what faith is to what great faith is. And in a moment, I'm going to talk about a couple of stories that very much have encouraged me because of the people involved in those stories in the Bible. But great faith, according to Luke 17 and Mark 11, is about focus more than quantity. So we talk about the size of our faith often. We have big faith, small faith. But here it says this, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. We say that, don't we? Increase our faith. If faith is such an important thing, increase our faith. Here's Jesus' answer. I love Jesus' answers. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed. And a mustard seed in those days, like you wouldn't even, if I had one on my thumb right now, you wouldn't be able to see it. As small as a mustard seed. You could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. It's interesting these two stories, Mark, Luke 17 and Mark 11, um, are both connected to things being thrown in the sea. Lord, we pray that the clouds be thrown into the sea today in Jesus' name. Can you agree with that? Um, what those both stories in the context we're talking about, you see it in the last verses of those passages, is forgiveness. That's interesting, isn't it? I always thought, why would you want to cast a tree into the sea? Well, it's a metaphor for something that's really hard to do, like forgiving people. Why would you want to cast a mountain into the sea? What's wrong? It's a nice mountain. Leave it where it is. <laughs> because unforgiveness in our lives is like a mountain that we don't think we can ever or would ever want to move. And Jesus is saying, it's by faith. It's by faith. It's by the power. Just like Wayne said, he's, you know what, I'm surprised. I've been surprised by the Holy Spirit people I've forgiven. And that's what Jesus was talking about. By faith, all things. What does all mean? 
all means all. Everything is possible by faith. But it's more about focus. I love this. The kind of faith we must have is a faith that has more to do with what kind of faith it is than with how much faith there is. A small amount of faith, as much as a mustard seed, can accomplish great things if that small amount of faith is placed in a great and mighty God. So it's not how much faith you've got, but where you place the faith. See, I've come across people who profess to be Christians, and they probably are, who have faith in faith. I couldn't care less about that. Faith in faith's not going to help you. But faith in God, the creator of and sustainer of the universe, that will help me. Faith in God, so it's not about how big my faith is, but where the focus of my faith, what my faith is in. It's a bit like this. When you're ice skating, I'd much rather have small faith on thick ice than big faith on thin ice. What do you think? A small faith in so great a saviour can accomplish great things. So great faith is not necessarily about the size of your faith, but the focus of your faith. You know, often I've found is when prayers haven't been answered or miracles haven't come, that God never said they would. So we've just got to be open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not assume upon God. God's never said he would answer our assumptions. He will answer our prayers when we pray in the Spirit and we're praying according um, to the will of God. So number three, our great faith understands God and his ways. These are two stories I wanted to share. I'm going to share them both this morning because they fascinate me. One was, and you can look them up if you like, um, I think I've put them on your outline there, the whole passage. Matthew 15, it's a Canaanite woman, um, verse 21 to 28. Now, what fascinates me, and the next one's Matthew 8, um, verse 5 to 13. And what fascinates me about these is these weren't Jewish people, right? These weren't the people that should have known God. In, in that day, in that context, the Jewish people knew God. Well, supposed to. They had the scriptures, supposed to know God. Here's a couple of people, right, who in a, in a sense shouldn't have known who God was, but understood God even better than many of the Jewish people did. And Jesus says it. See, the, the, the term great faith is what Jesus said about them. He said when he heard this, he, he was amazed and he said to those following, I'll tell you the truth, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Wow. What a statement from Jesus. And to the woman, he said, Jesus he said to her, woman, you have great faith. Anyway, the Canaanite woman came to Jesus and um, she said, my daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. And Jesus didn't answer a word. How would you feel about that? I prayed prayers like that. You go to Jesus, you ask for something, you don't hear anything. You know it's a test of our faith, friends. Jesus isn't playing games. He wants to see if you earnestly seek him. He wants to see if you really will take him at his word. And then, the even worse than that, the disciples came to him and said, send her away. <laughs> How would you feel about that? If you come to church and you ask for healing and some people in church said, oh, send them away. 
They're just whining and moaning. How would you feel about that? Well, the woman didn't leave. The woman didn't leave. How often have we not had our prayers answered because we've left too soon? We've quit too soon. It says, he responds to those who earnestly seek. You know, don't let someone discourage you. If God's given you a promise to hang on to, a prayer to pray, you keep praying, you keep hanging on to it until the answer comes through. I, I, I believe with all my heart I've missed out on some of the things of God because I've left too soon. I've quit too soon. Well, this woman wasn't going to leave and she wasn't going to quit. And I think in his spirit, Jesus knew this, right? Jesus said, I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, Jesus' ministry, the boundaries of his ministry were only to the Jewish people. He didn't have to help anyone who wasn't Jewish. That wasn't his calling, right? But because he's gracious and he's deeply attracted to faith and responds to it, this woman came and knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. She said, is it not right to take the children's... Oh, Jesus said, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. How offensive is that? I'm amazed she didn't get offended. You know why she didn't get offended? Yeah, sometimes because she saw beyond what Jesus was saying with eyes of faith. You know sometimes why the Bible offends us? Because we're looking at it with physical eyes and not eyes of faith. If you get offended by the Bible, you need to say, Lord Jesus, give me eyes of faith to see beyond what I'm looking at. And give me revelation to bring heaven to earth. Because that's what's meant to happen. We're not meant to read the Bible and get offended. We're meant to read the Bible and by faith in the Spirit of God bring heaven to earth. And here's her response. Amazing. Yes, it is, Lord. She didn't disagree. She knew she wasn't Jewish. She had insight and understanding of who Jesus was and who she was. She was a Gentile. Their time was coming. Our time has come. The Gentiles and non-Jews, right? But she had insight. She said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Wow. There is insight. There is someone who understood God and his ways. See, sometimes we pray dumb prayers, I think. Because we don't know God and we don't know his ways. Sometimes we whinge our guts out about stuff, me included, because I don't understand God and I don't understand his ways. And you know what? We're without excuse on that one. Because we have his word. We have his word. And looking at the centurion, I think Darren mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Um, he came to um, Jesus. He said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, interesting, Jesus takes a different tact on this one, still testing his faith, I believe. Shall I come and heal him? So Jesus offered to come to this guy's house. Here's the guy's reply. Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. There's faith and humility. Next time you think you deserve something, we don't deserve anything. We have a terribly entitled society. And it's a lie of the enemy to get us all to think we deserve something. Read the scriptures, it'll tell you what we deserve. Praise God for the grace of God. That he gives us what we don't deserve. He doesn't give us what we deserve. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. And here, here we see his insight. He says, for my, I myself 
am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I told this one, go, and he goes, and this one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. He understood authority. He understood Jesus' authority. Do we understand Jesus' authority today? I want to say I don't think we do. I don't think I yet fully understand the degree of Jesus' authority. But I want to. I want to. You know, when Jesus walked into a room, things changed (laughs) before he even opened his mouth. I was watching Kerry Job for my devotions last night. Actually, I was just basking in worship. It was an awesome time. I was supposed to be finishing my sermon. Well, I think I was. Best sermon preparation is just hanging out in the presence of God. I think, what is it about Carrie Job if you've watched her? And you listen to some of her recent songs like Incense, and you know, there is a woman who understands God and his ways. And that is why her ministry is so powerful. It's not about her voice. It's not about her songwriting ability. It's about the fact that she abides in the vine. And she stays close to Jesus. You want power in your life? You just got to hang out with Jesus more. And you'll find amazingly that things fall into place. Jesus said to the centurion when he heard this, he was amazed. And he said to those following him, truly, I tell you, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And he went and said to the centurion, go, let it be done for you just as you believed it would, and his servant was healed at that very moment. I love the prayer of Psalm 25 4. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Could that be our prayer today? That if we'd love our faith to be stronger, we'd love to see more fruit from our faith, from our prayers. And you know what? As a church last year, we saw amazing fruit, and we still are. Good to have you with us, Glenners. On your healing journey, who's still praying for Glennis? Hey, amazing recovery in recent weeks. Hey, we need to keep praying and believing for great things. Let's pray that this, you know, that the, my, my uncle was a farmer. Well, he's retired. You know, Bob's your uncle. He actually is my uncle. <laughs> and he used to run a farm with his auntie, Auntie Ruth. And you know what? He would pray against the weather reports. He would say, I do not come into agreement with that weather report. I come into agreement with the Bible. Do you want to come into agreement with the weather report today? I don't. Why don't we come into agreement? Elijah was a man just like us, but he prayed. And it did not, don't say this prayer, it did not rain for three years. We will be in drought again. But he prayed and the rain stopped. You, you are a man or a woman just like Elijah, right? I want to finish with this, and then we're going to have an activation. I want to. Don't worry about the camera. I'm coming back. I'll be back. But I want to finish with this story, and then we're going to do something. One night, a house caught fire, and a young boy was forced to flee to the roof. His father stood on the ground below with outstretched arms, calling to his son, "Jump! I'll catch you." He knew the boy had to jump for his life to be saved. All the boy could see, however, was the flames, the smoke, and darkness. 
As could be imagined, he was afraid to leave the roof. His father kept yelling, jump, I will catch you. But the boy protested, Daddy, I can't see you. The father replied, but I can see you. And that's all that matters. When I love the old line of the old hymn, when I cannot see, I'll trust. Then I'll know. Thou surely must be still my all in all. When I cannot see, when I cannot see, I'll trust. Exactly what Rachel was saying this morning. You're walking by faith. Doesn't feel great. That's irrelevant. The feelings will follow. The facts are the word of God. And we place our faith in the word of God. It's how we're meant to live. Daddy, I can't see you. But the father replied, I can see you. And that's all that matters. And I didn't really look it up, but you know what? I think there's some thousands, they've counted thousands of promises in the Bible. I don't know what, 7,000 or there's a ridiculous amount of promises for us in the Bible. I've only found 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, about 11 I could fit on the page. Okay? You might have some others that you know. But as the worship team comes, what I want us to do this morning is to find a promise. It might be on the sheet on the back of your handout. It might be one you already know. But what I want you to do is hold that by faith. You know, Moses saved a nation because he, by faith, took the word of God and interceded for his nation. Do you realize that? God was going to destroy the Israelites for the golden calf thing. And Moses stood in the gap and he said, God, you're going to look bad if you do that. You said you want, to, want the nations to know you. Well, what kind of God are they going to be? What think you are if you destroy them? And, and you know what? I, I think God was just waiting to see what Moses was going to do. I'm not sure he was actually going to destroy the Israelites. I don't know. Who knows? Only God knows. But what Moses said actually interceded. Actually, you know, I believe God probably was going to destroy them. But he interceded. He held God at his word. When's the last time you've held God at his word? See, I don't know about you. If I make a promise, I'm okay with you holding me to it. That shows we have a relationship. When God makes a promise, he's okay with you holding him to it. Jeremiah 29, 12, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You don't feel listened to today? Well, find someone who will listen. Jesus promises us, by faith, we have to believe that he hears our prayers. The Lord, Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him. He's near? So no matter if you feel he's distant today, it says here that he's near to all who call on him. I love this one. The law of the Lord, Lord is perfect, Psalm 19, 7. In other words, the Bible, it says, refreshing the soul. Do you need your soul refreshed today or this week? Well, it says God's word will refresh your soul. That is, laws of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. That's exciting, isn't it? Hey, if you want to be wise and not simple, we can trust God's word to do that. I'm going to pray, and I just, have you got something you need today? Has anyone got any needs today? I'm just not feeling it in the room right now. Maybe I'm feeling it online. 
Hey? Dry weather, yeah. Who wants to pray for that? So, so as the worship team um, brings us some worship, you know, I want us to engage in this. And I want you to f- either on that sheet or maybe it's a scripture you've, God's already given you this week or maybe he gave it to you years ago. You know what, I used to pray. A pr- I, I remember being in a seminar one time and I said to someone, I don't believe that scripture. I actually said this. And it's 1 Corinthians um, 10, 13. It says, you will not be tested in, any, in a way that you can't stand up under and God will provide a way out. And because I couldn't make that scripture work in my life, I said, I don't believe that. Because I couldn't make it work in my life. You know what, I've learned to make that scripture work in my life. It's actually true. I had to believe it by faith and actually sit with it and realize what I'd been doing wrong. And it brought me freedom. So if you've got a scripture today, maybe you've been wrestling with. You know, I know some people wrestle with, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to prosper you and not to harm you. And you kind of go, well, that's not my experience. Well, by faith, make it your experience in the future. We have to bring our faith to the Word of God so that we can see God move. So let's worship. Let's come and pray. Let's take, let's, let's activate our faith today. Say, God. And you know what? If you're struggling, if you've got a scripture and you say, oh, look, I'm struggling to believe this scripture. Say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Maybe that's your prayer of faith today. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And as Wayne testified this morning, it's, we'll be surprised at what may happen.